This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We should probably do something funny again for the intro. I don't even know how to make comicold.com funny. (laughs) (laughs) Much less episode 63. (laughs) We didn't say the name of the show. (laughs) You mean I fanboy? Name is Ron. Movie phone. And I'm here with. Help me. Connor's being held here against his will. I'm sick. And he's being held against his will by. Josh. <laughs> and now it's turned weird. If you like, <laughs> now if you it's like comics, press five. <laughs> so um, we're, we're from myfanboy.com, the comic book discussion site, uh, where we like to read comics and talk about them. And every week, uh, one of us picks the best comic that came out. And writes about it. Against their will. And then we talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> um, so before we dive in, though, into the comic book goodness, just want to warn you that we're going to be talking about the comics that came out last week. So don't, if you haven't read them, don't listen, because we might spoil them for you. He's, um, he's gesturing his arms very specifically. Exactly, but like, read them and then come back and listen, because we want you to listen to us. Don't just walk away angry. Yeah, don't just, just stop. Anyways. Listen, baby, don't go away, <laughs> just because you think that, that we're going to ruin your books. We ain't going to do it. All right. <laughs> This oh, that makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> I've got clips. I'll play them for you. As uncomfortable so, as this? <laughs> as Connor touches my leg. So uh, this week, Josh has the pick, um, and it was a good one in my oh, mind. Can we talk about the sweet, merciful justice of four to five books coming out in a week? It was I, a nice I spent week. $22. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh, beautiful. I had, five, I had five books this week, Yeah. Um, and I was kind of worried because I had the pick, and whenever you have five books, it's like, oh, what are you going to do? Um, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to pick the one that was best to you. And sometimes... Sometimes it's a bit of a surprise. <laughs> or it's an ironic pick. It's an ironic pick because we may have been talking about Warren Ellis on the site. Uh, you can go there and read about that if you'd like to, but you got to go to the website. I'm not going to just give it to you for free. Um, this week marked uh, Thunderbolts 110, uh, which, which is- was the the first sort of departure from what Thunderbolts has been for 109 epi- uh, issues. This is the first ever Thunderbolts I've bought. Really? Really? I never, never bought a oh, Thunderbolts. My first before. 25 yeah, I bought the first 20. Beautiful. Even the first 50 were great. I mean, like, yeah. They were, yeah, they were really good. But uh, Maybe longer than that. But as long yeah. as Kurt B. Sieg was on, I was definitely yeah. on board. No interest. Fantastic Oh, it was so concept. good. When they, brought in, mm. when they brought in Hawkeye? The, the, just, you know, the history of the Thunderbolts was it was a team that was comprised of former villains who were trying to, who were trying to uh, change their ways and become heroes. And they were unwittingly led by Baron Zemo, who is a villain. <laughs> who was, in fact, <laughs> who was in fact evil. still a villain. <laughs> yep. um, but what was great was that you had a lot of you know, D-list characters like Songbird and Atlas and um, uh, Mach, Mach 2, 3, 4, yeah. whatever, former... former Abe um, the Beetle. Yeah, former Beetle. Yeah, um, the, the, what's his name? The, the Fixer. Yep. Yeah, some great characters. But you really who, remember them. I'm glad oh, you were I loved here. It. Yeah, it was great. And um, and they sought redemption. And then Hawkeye joined the team to help them after Baron Zemo was found out. And, and, and did you stop 
Did you? I stopped in the in the '60s, '70s, but then I recently come back in the in, in the past couple of years. Right. So. Um, and that was where it was going for a long time, and and a lot of people said people it lost its steam. Fabian Nicieza was on it for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Busiek started it with uh, Bagley on pencils, actually. And yeah. I, he may have left that book to do Ultimate Spider-Man. No, he left away in the way '90s. before that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like one okay. Year, yeah, years ago. I'm I'm yeah. talentless and uninformed. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, and basically, this is a book that it is the Thunderbolts, but coming out of Civil War, it's got a new premise. And the premise is that um, some of the villains that have been freed from captivity in order to hunt down unregistered villains. Heroes. Heroes. Oh, that's confusing. Uh, heroes, villains, bad guys, good guys. Um, it's all great now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like a task force. And, you know, Bullseye's on the team. How can Bullseye be trusted to do this? And the whole Venom. Be- the whole beginning is an explanation of that they've got nanites in, in their bloodstream and they can kill them at any moment they want or cause them horrible pain or whatever. And it seems that the executive director, the public face of the Thunderbolts team, is uh, one Tommy Leach, uh, Norman Osborn. His photo <laughs> that reference. was awful. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I went back and looked and in the, the Deodato drawn Spider-Man books, he also used Tommy Lee Jones Did in space. Uh, yeah, well, at least he's consistent. Um, <laughs> and and what's, what's notable about this is that uh, Warren Ellis uh, was the writer of this. Warren Ellis, he who historically does not like really superhero books and says over and over he's not going to come do it, and yet he is. Um, and then the writer is Mike Diodato Jr. The artist. The artist. Jesus, you're shit today. Sleepy or Jeez. drunk. Or yeah. <laughs> well, see, I've got what you guys here. What did you do here. today? Um, and... <laughs> Um, <clears throat> anyway, historically, I've really not been a fan of Diodato. When they announced this book, uh-huh. I th- think you tore it to shreds amongst the three of us. I did. Yeah. yeah. I know you I put up a thread. on the site. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, I put yeah, up a thread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Right. My thought being that Warren Ellis really just has, at least very publicly, set forth a disdain for, for superhero comics. And, yep. and so I felt that if he was going to do this, like, there's not going to be any passion in it. He's going to be doing it for a paycheck, and then therefore it won't be very good. Um, which is just presumptuous on your part. There's also no history of that. He's always done good yeah, for, for yeah. higher work. Um, no, and I know that's true, but but I've also found that the stuff that he was doing that was creator-owned, I really resonated with me a lot You're more. still just bitter. Yeah. <clears throat> um, read more about let's, that on iFanboy. Let's, let's take a minute to note that this is also an instance of the Civil War delays rearing their ugly head, because this book takes place after Civil War. Yes. Yeah. Yet or does it? Yeah, that was one of the discussions. From the pages Civil of Civil War... And in I thought it was supposed to take place after Civil War. I thought and, it was supposed to take place yeah. after Civil War Four, but not five. Well, because but also because one of the one of the Thunderbolts is Penance, who mm-hmm. is, was Speedball, and he didn't come to being until the last, last issue, until last week, oh. basically. Now this brings up a really good point. Yeah. If you were to take all of these things into account, yeah. uh, the ridiculousness of Penance, which is a story twist, I I do not like. Yeah. I don't approve. It's I'm a terrible costume. Awful in every way. Like I. I I get that Speedball is not a big favorite around the offices, but I, I kind of liked him. And, and the fact that he's this lame, crazy yeah, penance guy now. It's like a is, 90s, is, early 90s creation. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Um, Norman Osborn, there's all sorts of stuff you can say whether he'd be there or not. The timing, all sorts of those things. Throw all of that out the window. Don't pay attention to any of that. And read this issue on its own merits. And it was pretty good. I agree, but I have a hard time throwing that stuff out mm-hmm. the window because I'm a Thunderbolts reader, mm-hmm. and I don't know why the Swordsman and Songbird are being treated like Venom and Bullseye as if they're the hardened, maniacal killer criminals. Maybe something happens before the end of Civil War. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like the thing is, I know that I know that there was a whole big to do. I think it's more likely they're just throwing them a bone. 
throwing the whiny Thunderbolt to Santa Bone. Oops, well, we're, we're, th- we're Thunder, we're, we're Songbird and, and You're Swordsman. You're not whining to Santa Bone. Were they, were they still considered criminals? Were the no, Thunderbolts they were, a team the th- on the, the run? Thunderbolts or were they were, no, the Thunderbolts were a team. They, Iron Man went to Baron Zemo and said, hey, we want the Thunderbolts to help us track down villains. They mm-hmm. said, okay. And then there was this whole big thing with this, it uh, became the... the, the the um, the games master or whatever that was and we got it got a little cosmicy and confusion whatever but at no point it was one of those things where it was like do you remember when X Force switched over from Cannonball and Boom Boom and then the next issue was Mike Allred and Peter mm-hmm. Milligan and there was no yeah. rhyme or reason yeah, yeah. like that's what this felt like okay. and not and the thing is that you're right the issue was good this probably would have been my pick in fact mm-hmm. I predicted it mm-hmm. I, I predicted that I said my pick is Thunderbolts and so I was like oh I, I called it. Um, but and I liked it. I liked the play of I like the little mock commercial where they're trying to they're trying to um, which also yeah. in itself is is kind of silly. In, yeah. in no world is Captain America going to be put on TV as they're, a terrorist. Yeah, they show like a they show well, like the ki- war, kids literally. buying Thunderbolts action figures mm-hmm. and 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 in the commercial they're attacking the villain Captain America, which is which is funny, which is you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was great. I thought the, it's exactly it's funny, yeah. and I'm okay with that. And I think even even going into this, I I didn't really like the premise of it. You know, it's like super villains and they're hunting guys. It's like, ah, great. Now, one of the things that Warren Ellis did, and I think is an undercurrent of all his work, and I wrote about this, is that he's really, he comes off as being a curmudgeon, as being a cranky old man who hates things. He has a, an undercurrent of hope in all of his stuff. Spider Jerusalem in Transmetropolitan was a giant asshole, but underneath he really just was pissed off that the world wasn't good like it should have been. Mm-hmm. And he puts a character in here, uh, Jack Flagg, who I've never heard of. He's fairly recent, sort of. He's an old character. See the, old, see the, old, old, see the, old no, I looked him up. He first appeared in 1994. Oh, really? No, maybe this one. No, this this guy. This yeah. particular person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's one of those mantles that have been... At first yeah. I thought he was Nomad, but he's yeah. not. No, he's, he's in dead. Winter he's Soldier. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and basically, he's this one character who's got this idea that he won't throw his, his old superhero costume away. His girlfriend's pissed off at him, which is also kind of cheesy. But it resonated with humanity. Like I was like, oh. And, and, and he knows that whatever's going on isn't quite right. And he can't quite let go. And he's like he's there's a, a human soul, a story in this book, and that is what made it work for me very, very much. Um, you know, and there's scenes with with uh, Norman Osborn and, and Bullseye, and they're fun and they're cool, but it doesn't really have a narrative that makes me want to stick around for. It's just an entertaining scene. But it was Jack Flag that did it. That got yeah, it. definitely. Yeah. And, and the Jack that, Flag scenes were the best. I thought overall it was very average. Mm-hmm. Um, the comic. I thought the commercials were over the top. I thought the the fake Fox News was over the top. I thought it was very really easy. And sort of below Warren Ellis. So you think he's calling it in for the paycheck? No, I just said I thought this. I I thought no, I thought that that stuff was easy. I thought they didn't need to be in. It didn't need to be in the story. I thought the Jack Flack stuff was great. And I I I think think the stuff that you said didn't need to be is kind of his little kind of you know middle finger to society and culture, America, America, and that sort of thing, which Mm -hmm. is which is kind of a little bit of his mo. What do you think of Diodato though? I love Diodato. I've always loved Diodato. I've never had a bad. A lot better than some of the other crap he's throwing. I I have not. I'm not historically like Diodato. When he did the Avengers, I was really everybody was too muscly and terrible. You loved it. I loved Diodato. Yeah. Every single comic he's ever done. Was well, as, as I said on the, the Wonder only Woman. Do you remember when he came out of Wonder Woman? Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good in Wonder Woman. When I when I first read about this and I put up that thread on our yeah, site, that thread, that thread, and I I still <clears throat> I didn't think I was wrong at the time, yeah. but I went on to talk to Connor and I said because Connor was around and I said uh, I was like, you believe that? And he's like, what? And I was like, well, it's Warren Ellis. And he's like, what? Warren Ellis is good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but Diodato, and he's like, "Well, I like Diodato," and I was like, "Oh," and I walked away, and I, I, I need felt to find bad. somebody else. <laughs> I know. I'm, I was trying to find, it. and so like I kind of felt Darryl bad, and then and then um, and so I picked it up because it, there wasn't really a whole lot else going on this week either, which helped. I like the ironic surprise pick. 
Yeah, um, enjoy when that happens. But it makes you really look. I want to know what's going to happen next. Um, you buy the next issue? Yeah, I definitely. Well, I mean, I picked it. Of course, I want to know what happens next. I don't even like. It's funny because I don't really like the individual elements of this. The new Venom. Awful. He's dumb. Awful. Penance is stupid. <laughs> yeah. The swordsman looks like. I like the like swordsman. A, I like the he swordsman. looks like a, one of those later versions of Snake Eyes. Yeah, yeah no, but I like toys. <laughs> I do like the character, but but he's but Ellis did nothing with the with the, with the songbird or the swordsman. Well, he did nothing yeah. with any of the characters. Yeah. That we don't actually see the Thunderbolts doing anything right. in this. There's Just a like taking off. That's it. Basically, they're not, and they're basically prisoners. Yeah, it's lame. Mm-hmm. But well, how else would they be? How else would they work for the government? Radioactive Man is hilarious, by the way. Well, that that makes sense. I mean, it's funny because the Radioactive Man has been in the Thunderbolts for the past couple of months, mm-hmm. and he's Radioactive Man. He's Chinese, and he's this doctor, and whatever. But he's just been glowing green, and I uh-huh. guess they decided, oh crap, we should put him in a containment suit now, <laughs> which is funny. But like, they didn't explain that. Like mm-hmm. last issue, he wasn't in a containment suit. Right. So I'm sure we'll find out. Whatever. I'm, I, I'll we might not though. though. And see, that doesn't bother me. Yeah, I wasn't reading stuff. it before. I, I, I know it doesn't. I can imagine <laughs> so. Um, I would prefer that you stopped using Tommy Lee Jones as uh, Norman Osborn, but besides that, I would... You rhetorically, I'll, not me specifically. Not you. I was talking to Mike Diodato Jr., who I believe is Brazilian. Is he? Yes. Oh, why? He's got a, he's got a webpage up. Oh, one of those fancy webpages. He's got, no, he's got a webpage up, and you can, you can see he shows how he uses... Uh, photo, photo reference and, and how his pages come from and it's about oh well at least he's at least he's uh, disclosing it can you tell I, about it I did a little bit of research you did this I'm very impressed I'm very very impressed so um, cool well the um, the other book that I was really excited about that came out this week was Justice Society of America mm-hmm. considering that Justice Society of America number one you know it was awesome yeah it was awesome and it was a Josh surprise yeah, number, yeah I went back and picked it up number two not so much uh, you know what uh, let me let me tell you a little story okay sit down children um, I read Thunderbolts second to last, and I read JSA last because yeah. I really wanted to. I so enjoyed the last one, yeah. um, and I got all the way through it, and I was about two pages from, and I was like, "This is my pick." Yeah. After I'd read Thunderbolts, and I got to the end, and I went, what "The fuck was that?" <laughs> exactly. and, I, and, and like, I literally, I could not pick it yeah. because I didn't know. And I and I, I came, I talked to Connor the next day, and I was like, "Do you know what happened at the end of JSA?" Because he knows DC stuff yeah. and he knows everything. And he didn't know. Apparently, uh, uh, Starman is Russell Crowe, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's something so he, about Kingdom Come. Th- so obviously, there's some tying in with Kingdom Come. And we yeah. got teased in the first issue, but mm-hmm. with the Alex Ross painting, and in and the the little the non JSA story, the the attack that happens at the family picnic of the former former hero's family, it's comprised of an, a Nazi force of which the tattooed swastika guys from Kingdom Come if you remember correctly okay um, so obviously it's heading that direction, direction which I like and hey I'm a big fan of the Nazi villains mm-hmm. I, they, they would crack well, me up well I noticed but, something reading this oh you can finish your point oh no I was just going to say but but I didn't feel the same energy that it had with issue one yeah there was definitely a momentum slowed out yeah. Yeah, there was uh, one of the things is that he went to refer to all other stuff instead of doing his own story and that to me really took me out because I don't know anything about yeah. I, I've read Kingdom Come once and it was eight, nine years ago. You know, before he was, they were all characters who I didn't know and they were either new or unknown enough that he could sort of just go with. Yeah. And then this time out. Well, the big problem is the, the reveal, which we've talked about before, is regular guy face in comics. Yeah. Who is that? We're supposed to recognize this guy. And literally, no, no, here's the thing. Are we supposed to recognize this guy? I think clearly you like, Do you think this was supposed to be some big reveal where he takes his mask off and it's like, oh my God, it's Snapper Car? Yes. I think it was supposed to be. Is it Snapper Car? No. Okay. I think it's... I, I've, I've heard it's somebody from the Legion of Superheroes, which I know nothing about. Right, I've never read yeah. a Legion of Superheroes book. You know, you know what's funny? That, like, I was noticing when but you I could be wrong. the Nazi supervillains is that... Love them. This book, because it's JSA, it's got sort of these... 
big golden agey kind of like the, all the villains are giant silly super Nazis yeah. which is you know you don't think of Nazis as terribly silly but they are right, yeah. you know and, and uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is that Dale Eaglesham a guy who is really sort of a, a yeoman journeyman DC, a journeyman at DC you know he was on Green Lantern for a while I think he's, he's really doing good work here. oh it looks great I, I mean he's really, really he's good. stepped up a notch I gotta say one of, one of my favorite pages in the entire book and it was also visually good um, was the page when um, when Star brings in the the girl to make her costume, and there's this whole room of all the mm-hmm. materials, and, right. and it's a kind of behind the scenes of the thing. But I thought the page was just so it was so you know, like, oh, there's the flash, just lightning mm-hmm. bolts, and there's like it's kind of you know kind of funny. I didn't know Star had braces though. She's she's a teenager. I know, but I didn't the, know she had the bits at the yes. beginning uh, yeah. with uh, with uh, or actually it's not in the beginning, but with um, Catman, Wildcat, yeah, Wildcat, and, yeah. and his and his newfound son. Really well done. Really sort of yeah. uh, subdued where they could have been over the top and melodramatic. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, it's very good. Really lots of good bits about this. And then kind of in the end, it just sort of really fell away from me. Takes your legs out from under you. Very much so. Yeah. So maybe maybe three will we'll, we'll fix that. And, and, and finally, like, Mr. Terrific. Um, boy, they really did a much better job with this costume. So overall, it was a, it was a good issue. I'm going to buy the next one. But yeah. It's sort of a downer ending. For it was, me. Uh, yeah. So keep it on the DC tip. Uh, fifty week week th- fifty two fifty two week, week thirty six. We're all dying here. <laughs> so it's been a rough week for our family. Um, I don't even know why we're talking about this. Really? Yeah. No, it was good. There was a oh, death. Oh shit! Stuff happened. You know what? <laughs> stuff Wait a minute! Happens. Stuff happened and stuff didn't happen. Yeah. Like the question's not dead. dead. So did I. I'm telling you, this book yeah. is stepping it up. Yeah. Every issue now. No, is, but th- is, is, this is bad though. The qu- I thought the question died. No, he was on the brink of death. Oh. And now Montoya has. De- he can still die. Yeah, Montoya has no. decided. You know, I'm going to hell for leather. Whatever it takes, I'm going to go and try to save this guy. Yeah, which is awesome. You know what? And and he didn't die, and they brought him back. So if yeah. they want to save him now, I'm okay with that because yeah, I yeah. love that character over the course of this. You know why stuff's happening? Because we're in the third act. Now. Right. Exactly. And Animal Man dead. Boy, out of nowhere, off screen, they killed him like Cyclops in X Men Three. No, he died off screen. No, I went oh, back. It was and kind of off screen. Oh, the, yeah. the actual, the actual, the actual blow that killed yeah. him was off screen. But the page when his wife realized was that that got, I, that got I, me. I mean, that got I, me. I, I just having recently read some of the Grant Morrison, and I, literally the day that I bought this, I bought trades two and three yeah, of did. Animal yeah, Man. Yeah. And then I get home, I go to read my first book I read, and he, he dies. Does. I'm like, yeah. son of a bitch. And well, now you've got the capper. And then the thing at the end with Supernova, whatever they're doing. Being in I just want to know who he is. I know it's getting painful. You know what the worst part about it is, though, is when they do the reveal about who he is. I'm not going to know who the fuck it is. It's going to be, be a some, guy with a beard. It's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be Starman. <laughs> it's going to be some character. I Somebody don't from know. Legion of Superheroes. So, and the Fantastic Power Girl bio with them. Um, Although you know, I didn't like. They're really blowing this. Last time they didn't have one. Yeah. And this time it, it used to be a two-page spread. Now it's broken up with an ad. Right, with action figure ads. So. Which yeah. it's weird. Uh, the one little final bit uh, in the in the end. Uh, in the, they're looking at the bottled city of Candor, and little Skeets is floating out there. That was crazy. How did they? How did they make that little football thing so scary? Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And I believe, from what I heard the story, that's one of those change in directions where they're like, "What if we made Skeets evil?" And like, yeah, yeah. you know, like that was it's great. So that's good, it. Yeah, and so. it works. Yeah, they're doing good. Just my like, my pick of the week was Green Arrow number seventy, which was good, which was very good. Because um, you love Jason Todd. Uh, he was in two books this week. <laughs> he's, he's, he was he's encroaching. He, show, he showed up in The Outsiders to fight Dick Grayson, and now he's in Green Arrow to fight Batman. He's encroaching your world. Next thing he's going to show up uh, in, in Robin. Yeah, and then, and then on your doorstep. This is a um, two part, I think it's a two part, Batman Green Arrow team up story, which a lot of people don't know is that Batman doesn't have a lot of friends. Right. He's got like a lot of colleagues, a lot of people he peers. works with. Peers. Peers, but very, very few 
true friends, and one of those true friends is Green Arrow. Yeah. For some reason, they, they have a lot of millionaire playboys. They have a lot of, yeah, they're basically the same character, yeah. uh, really, if you think about it. But <laughs> Except one's more emotional, the other's more. Right, one is, one is yeah. in touch with his emotions. Um, I don't know if he's in touch. One's a liberal, one's a conservative. Yeah, that's true. Is, is Batman a uh, conservative? I would say that in his. his I would say he's very black and white in his, yes, in yes, his yeah. sort of way that he sees things. Anyway, let's not get into that. But um, <laughs> it's a fair. Well, I, 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 I would disagree, but let's let's not get into it. Um, uh, let's fight. Throw it off completely now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're thinking about it. Though. I'm just thinking about all the counter, all the counter arguments. Um, anytime you've got Batman and Green Arrow together, it's good. And yeah. you've got um, the art by McDaniel, who does a really great Batman. I'm enjoying it. He's a, a conservative. I'm, enjo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this book a lot, and this is great. And even though they're doing the cheesy switch the the villain switch the villains, right? Yeah. In, but um, the point when the Red Hood and Brick are fighting, and yeah. then he pulls the Red Hood's mask off, helmet off, and he's got the little brother got, mask underneath. <laughs> yeah, Why are you wearing two masks? <laughs> it's hysterical. Yeah. So it's it's a dramatic, he's, dramatic he's, effect. He's uh, and he's he's uh, deranged. Yeah. Well, it's dramatic effect for when he ripped off the Batman, the mask mm-hmm. would be there. Yeah. Right. Off, like but, Robin, um, so. I love a Batman team up with a, with with a good character. Yeah. So speaking of a good character that um, is getting ruined, uh, Wolverine Origins by Marvel, um, issue number ten. Why? Written by because here's here's why. Number one is I love Steve Dillon no matter what he does, and I still love the idea that he's doing this completely like cracking up as he's doing it, like oh yeah I'll do this, you know. Um, but That's I really think purely in your head. I really so he's think, not inking this himself, is he? Um, I don't because I looked over your page and it doesn't look like Preacher and everything I've ever well, seen. Well, it shouldn't look like Preacher. I mean, no, I know that, but it's not like he's inking it. Yeah, Artist, really? Yeah, he's not coloring it. Dan Kemp is. I coloring think the coloring is way different from Preacher. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's it, newer. It it's yeah. so much. but um. But the thing is, is that Daniel Way just should just not like somebody's got to stop him. Some unplug the computer. You know how you stop him? How? Somebody's not buying the books. Yeah, but you're on issue ten. But all I gotta say, eleven and twelve. All I gotta say is when you've got an issue that ends with Wolverine crying, something's wrong. Did you see my face? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was in a smile. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's lame. Apparently, Wolverine meets his long lost son, who has a really a really bad mohawk. And has um and has claws similar to X twenty three how he has three claws but there's like two on top and one from below the wrist and he kills Dum Dum Duggan. There's nothing good killed. about this. That's real. I don't know if he's actually killed or not, but it's it it look looks pretty killed. Oh, Duggan. Yeah, and um and then he and then he he tries to kill Wolverine. I guess he slashes him for what reasons I don't know. I know nothing about this book other than the fact that every month it comes out, everybody complains about it. Yeah, everybody on our message it. board, everywhere I go, Ron. Yet you all keep buying it. You all put in your money. Don't buy the last two. I love to hate it. (laughs) So, so you're keeping him. You're keeping him working. Yeah, we are. And you know what? Apparently, he's not very nice. (laughs) I know. Apparently, like there's a lot of like he's he's the new. He's taking a lot of flack. Yeah, he's taking a lot of flack. You guys are just perpetuating. Don't say you guys. No, Ron and people on the farm. I admit it, but I like the art, and it cracks me up. I like it. It's like watching. It's like watching a car wreck. I want to see how bad it can get. Fred, I'm looking at you. <laughs> so you're the problem. So if you wanted more crappy comics, <laughs> <laughs> or good ones, there's or no shortage ones. of them. You can go to comichole.com. It's your best solution for discounted comics and trades. All new Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image books are forty percent off. Stop by the site every month. You can pre-order your books. You can get a subscription. You can get them sent to your house. You can buy old books, trade paperbacks, anything you want. They got current comics. They got old trades. It's all thirty to fifty percent off. Mo- then they get more books every month. And 
It and just it's, grows. It's all good. It's all crappy. Like many businesses. <laughs> they like when, to increase their... So where should they go? What's the URL? Comichole.com. C-O-I... Uh, just Comichole.com. Comichole. C-O-M-I-C-H-O-L-E. Their whole... There you go. Their whole house. We don't say that slogan. Oh. So um, we had a light week of books, so we figured we'd spend some more time with your emails and voicemails. So let's dive right in. Because we have voicemails now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so. All right. Boy, do we. Um, so our first email comes from, and I know what happened. I finally found out why it would happen, but I'm still not fixed. But I'm chasing We could talk about this later. I know. I'm just saying for everyone to know. Um, the first email comes from Miguel, who has a confession to make. He's been having a torrid love affair with the JSA. Please don't tell That's him. That's a lot of characters. Please don't. ruin the joke. Oh, I'm sorry. a little joke. I've been having a torrid affair with the JSA. Please don't tell Ultimate X-Men and the Ultimates. That was funny. The cheating on the The Ultimates Marvel. never come over, though. Yeah, exactly. I haven't heard from them in weeks. <laughs> so um, his, he's got a couple JSA-related questions that we're hoping Connor can answer for us. Why? Number one, if Mr. Terrific is DC's third smartest man, who are the first two? Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne. Not Reed Richards? Not Reed Richards. You tried to throw him a curveball there, I huh? Did, yeah. That's one of those things in the DC universe, though, where they'll say, like, so-and-so is the best martial artist, but there's four of them. Yeah. Like, is it Lady Shiva? Is, is it, it Bad Robin? Girl? Or is it Robin? Or yeah. is it Robin. Connor Hawk? Robin beat Lady Shiva. Anyway. Green Lantern Even two. I Or Green Arrow 2. Connor Hawk. Um, so, um, question number two. Batman is the world's greatest detective, right? Yes. So, where does that put Elongated Man and the Detective Chimp? Below him. Okay. <laughs> Number three Just how strong Is Hawkman supposed to be Does he have the Proportionate strength Of a hawk Does that make any sense I don't I don't He, he answered it In parentheses No No <laughs> I don't think Hawkman Has the proportionate It's not like Ant-Man no, with the proportionate Or Spider-Man what, what, what kind of Hawkman Do we have now Because if he was a guy With alien technology Then he was an alien And then he What is he now He's an amalgam Of all those things Yeah he's, a little, he's um, an Egyptian alien Jeff Johns basically Took all the versions And went <laughs> Into oh, one yeah. so, so he's He's pretty muscly He's, in the JSA. Those nipples are strong. They cut glass. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, no matter how they do that costume, that, that helmet always looks dumb. I love that helmet. I love Hawkgirl, though. I think the helmet's anyway. awesome. It's a badass helmet. Number, his last question. Who would win in a deadly game of Twister? Elongated Man, Plastic Man, or Mr. Fantastic? I can answer this question. Offspring. Plastic Man. Because Plastic Man, Elongated Man and Mr. Fantastic both stretch their bodies, uh-huh. but Plastic Man is pretty much malleable and can do whatever he wants. He just happens to stretch and look like that. He can just do it. Right, that's yeah. true. So that's Plastic Man. Elongated Man's the first one out. Yeah, he's the first one out because he, he's, he's got to drink yeah, the elixir yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Plus, and he's, he's broken psychologically. Yeah, that's true. So one bad, one bad spin and he's... Yeah, he's not, I don't want to play just, just, just be like, I remember playing Twister with Sue and then he's out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like mean. someone would say something innocuous like, oh, yeah. I'm going to sue you. And, yeah. he, oh. <laughs> and then his jaw collapses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next uh, email comes from Joe from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, hey I fanboys love, love the podcast Blah 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 He was just reading Old issues of Daredevil Specifically Bendis' issue Number 28 The silent issue He was just wondering If we read and liked that issue yes. Are there any other comics Like that with the story Only told in visuals Or other cool exercises Like that Well they did You guys know it Yes of course most The most famous one Of the whole run I don't remember Well first off I did Of course we enjoyed that issue It was Daredevil's Bendis Come on okay. But uh, I believe Connor's speaking of G.I. Joe number oh. 21 The silent issue You're right You're right That's Which the most famous Silent comic Snake Eyes breaking into to Cobra Cobra Temple yeah. And rescuing Scarlet From the clutches yeah. of Cobra Interesting um, fact That took three times to read Three times longer to read Than this week's Wolverine Origin <laughs> And also interesting fact It was silent Not because they wanted to But because they ran out of time Yep 
Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. And they, they it was a revolutionary. So the, what he may, what Joe may not know, or maybe he does, is that that week that was an event. It was Marvel's silent. No, 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 no. no. They just it was the silent issue. No, no, no. The, no, the Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh yeah, the Daredevil. Oh right, you're right. Enough said. It was enough, enough said. said. Yeah, right. Which is every whole... book that came out in that for that month. Remember from the pick of the week that week? When yeah, it was X Men. I drew I drew a comic with no yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. So. Um. You picked the X Men, I believe. I did Uncanny. Yeah. Um, that was a great GI Joe. That was a great GI Joe. This is fantastic art. Who did the art on that? Um, I forget. It's it's just so you know, Joe. It's reprinted in the GI Joe trade paperbacks that came out a couple of years ago when G. when Marvel started reprinting them all. But issue were, number twenty one. But Marvel did a bunch of books that month that were all silent. And right. I don't. But know I don't think they were all very good though. No, they the weren't. But at least X Men and Daredevil. Would you remember the Daredevil story? Uh, no. Yeah, we it read was it. good. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, it was good. Yeah. I think it was a restaurant. Was it Echo in that? Because she's deaf. Uh, I don't know. So. That's a good G.I. Joe comic, though. Yeah. It's, I can picture it totally all in my head. Good. Yeah, but lots of the Daredevil. G.I. Joe number 21. Go look it up. Um, okay. Yeah, and a testament to the art if it was meant to have words and didn't. And yeah, it, yeah, very much so. Yeah. All right, an email from Brian. Let's get this one <laughs> going. You guys have really surpassed yourselves with this uh, last amazing Spider-Man podcast, last week's podcast. Just when I thought you couldn't beat up Civil War any further, you actually found new ways to trash it. Any way you look at it, and I'm firm, firmly convinced now that none of you three want to like it. Civil War is the most successful publishing event in comics history. Huge. And in the 40 years I've been reading comics, I've never seen better art than McNiven's. There's a reason for that, you know. Maybe you guys are missing something the rest of us are getting. I don't know. Also, having read 52 on your recommendation, I can't even begin to tell you how disappointed I am in that series. If anything, it reminds me of a half-baked DC book from the 1970s. The art has been cons- consistently mediocre. Which we've always said. We have. Definitely. Why am I surprised? But what is it there to like about 52? I'm at a loss to be honest. In fact, I think DC is descending into a huge slump right now. Even Batman is running out of steam. 2007 is all about Marvel, let's face it. Wow. I, I think that um, he may Brian. have been biased. Well, I don't know. No, I mean, like, he sounds like he was a Marvel fan to begin with and wants to hold it against DC. I, yeah, well, the, yes, I, I think there might be some bias there. and I, We don't know what Brian reads. I, I take umbrage with the being firmly convinced that none of us want to like it. That's completely false. I will, Incredibly. If, if you dial back to issue one when it came out, all three of us wanted to like it. If you go back to us... First three we were, issues we loved. Yeah. When we were in San Diego, when it was, I think four came out that week, yeah. we were totally all Oh, remember, I remember sitting by the pool and, and, and yep. the hotel, and we were all, all of us silently reading it. And just like, did you see that? Yeah, it was... And that was when was it when the Thor happened when Clor came out. That yeah, was, Clor. Fuck, that was San Diego. That was so long ago. July, and that's the problem. Yep. But I, I make a comparison of I went into episode one, the Phantom Menace, really wanting to like it. Mm-hmm. Brian, do you like it? Yeah. It's like you know, just because you really want to like something doesn't mean doesn't mean you have to like it at the end of the run. Um, I agree, McNiven's art is great. I've been the. But lot. you know what? If you look at his new Avengers work, yes, well, it's th- like fifteen. 15- Again, I go back to four. If you go to the series four that was quietly printed like four or five years ago, I keep on saying fours. That art was the best I've seen of him out of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, lo- I mean, I've been a McNiven fan for longer than any of us. We all, and, and, I, and it seems to imply here we don't like McNiven. We love McNiven's art. We just feel like you know. I also, I will take some of the burden off McNiven in the fact that. The production on those issues has felt rushed. The coloring, the overdone, rushed and overdone. Right, and then I think that that is actually negatively impacting on McNiven's art, which I may not necessarily pencils. be. His pencils are probably great, yeah. uh, pretty good. They're, I don't, I really don't think they're as strong as some of the other work that I've seen from him. But I think that the production, because of the short time schedule, because he took longer to do them, the nine colorists. Yeah, I mean that yeah. that that makes a difference. Yeah, agreed. And um, as far as Fifty Two goes, hey, I'm a Marvel zombie too, Brian, and I'm loving Fifty Two. I mean, the art pisses me off. 
but a we've week, always said, we've said it since the beginning of the arts. A weekly yeah. story that now, like now, is being tied on together and mm-hmm. like stuff's happening. It's great. I mean, it's, and it's not the same as Civil War. It doesn't. I mean, to me, when you say it feels like a half book from the seventies, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of like that. Yeah. It feels to me like, and if, you know, if you don't like those kind of books, fine. But to me. For me, it feels like I'm rediscovering the DC universe. There's this sprawling universe of all the... It's like reading... Do you ever have one of those big boxes of comic books when you were a kid, like from the 70s or the 80s, and you sort of read your way through them? Yeah. It feels like that. Because it's like... It's several years of comics packed in, you know, once a week. No, it reminds me of... And it's funny, because we, 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 we talk on our own, on our spare time, about how there are no anthologies and that sort of yeah. thing. I used to love Marvel Comics Presents. Mm-hmm. It was a bi-weekly book with, like, four stories that were... Three or four stories that were, like, eight pages each... And it was like, of course, Wolverine, and but like some other character from Marvel Universe. Fifty Two feels like an anthology. Yeah, mm-hmm. it feels a lot like the old Marvel Comics Presents. To be honest with you, it just happens to be that they're pushing a story that they're going to get to an endpoint where those were just little single stories. And, but, and I can understand, I can understand why people wouldn't like it. I actually can. It makes sense to me. But I really want to like it. Yeah, I want to like Civil War. Right, exactly. I mean, and also to be fair, we're not the only three that don't like it. Yeah, no, we're not the only three at all. No. I mean, you just come to iFanboy every every Thursday, and wait after it comes out, you'll see that. Now, 2007 being all about Marvel and DC getting running out of a little steam, I could see that. DC is getting a little running out of a little steam. DC had a big two past two years. Marvel's had a big last year, and they're going to have a big this year too. I think so. He says even Batman's running out of steam. Well, there's been a fill-in uh, arc. On yeah. Batman for the last few issues, so John Ostrander is not Grant Morrison. That's true, but you know, I don't know what that means long term. On the other hand, if you look at our pick of the weeks, we haven't done a, we haven't done a book that's not Marvel in like two months. I noticed that. Yeah. So I mean, if you, I mean, clearly yeah. it's clearly we don't care about what we pick week to week. We just pick the best one that we like. You yeah, know? like we're not trying to push it. And the thing is, I don't think we're trying to push one company over another. I mean, I wouldn't say that I, we're uh, pro D. I mean, to say I'm pro DC, no, not at all. I mean, you know, like I want to enjoy the comics as they come out. If it's crap, I'm going to say it's crap. I mean, it's know? funny. Is he says Civil War is the most successful publishing event in comics history? Huge. Yeah, yeah ask Rob Liefeld about that. Very good point. You know what? Civil War is doing real well. Not selling, nearly as well as. Not, we're not talking Levi Jeans money here. No, we're not talking no, that. No, yeah. I mean, like, literally, all those guys who formed Image, they got fuck you money yeah. from, from millions of comics books and royalties and stuff like that. Doesn't this it? is making. Whoa, look at that money. Yeah. It is not. But no, but the thing is, is that successful publishing event, money wise or quality wise or. Well, neither. What do you, what do you yeah. call, like, Spider Man number one, Todd it's McFarlane? Huge. Yeah. That's a, that's three million books sold yeah. plus plus with, with good art and good story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not even close. Not even X-Men, top ten. X Men number one. X Men number one. I mean, those guys got jets yeah. out of that out of those sales. Yeah, yeah. They, did. they bought they bought jets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, true. this is not this book. Did, Mark Miller's not buying a jet from Civil War sales. Yeah. This book did three hundred thousand. What's a different time period? And yeah. the Swordsman number eight did three hundred thousand back. Well, then. they're not even doing three hundred thousand. I know the first one did three hundred thousand. Yeah. Is right. what I'm saying. It's so a different time though. But but I see your point though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah, so um, so if you have an email, um, if you have an email, if you have a question and you want to email, <laughs> you got you, the email. If you got the email, you're just not talking like our parents. Now. If you're on the line, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com, um, and we'd love to hear from you whether you like us or not. Um, we're on the internet. We're on the internet. Um, so we also got some voicemail this week now that it's up and running, and our first one's from our local celebrity. This is Daryl stalking through the cold streets of New York. After I missed the damn bus. And I want to repeat my other statement that got lost. That Vixen is a good hero. I like her. Don't make fun of Vixen. She talks to birds. Quack, quack. There's nothing wrong with that. She's cool. Lee 
Goodbye. <laughs> Did he almost get hit by a car? It sounds like it. Well, he missed the bus. The damn bus. Mixon sucks, Daryl. I'm sorry. <laughs> car, car. I, I only know her from that book. Right. So. Yeah, no. We'll see if she gets better. I'll, I'll willing to say maybe she gets better. I don't know her from her 70s I don't really know glory her. days. So. So now that Animal Man's dead, she's the only really bird-talking person. That pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. No, so what the hell. All right. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Our next voicemail. <laughs> we did. Our next voicemail has got a um, an interesting question. Hey, this is Will from the Deep South, uh, aka Six Gun on iFanboy dot com. I just wanted to start off by congratulating iFanboy on a fracking awesome year. Uh, anyway, I was at the gym last week and I came up with the greatest fanboy question ever. Who would win in a fight, Dan Didio and the writing team of 52, or Joe Quesada and his made Marvel cronies, those being Brian Bendis, Mark Millar, Ed Brubaker, and uh, Brian K. Vaughn? Uh, anyway, uh, one last question. Are there any good war comics that you would suggest? Uh, thanks. Keep up the great work. Uh, see you later. Or talk to you later. <laughs> we won't see you later. <laughs> <laughs> we might. There was a noise outside my window last night. <laughs> Maybe it was Six Gun. <laughs> He's been working out. <laughs> you know, comic, comic book readers. So, then, so I was at the gym, and I was I was talking to my girlfriend, and I was thinking about Namor. <laughs> <laughs> so we were doing it, and I said, what if, uh, why second, comic for, second question first. Second question first. Good war comics. Garth Ennis did a really great series. War stories. War stories uh, for Vertigo that were just excellent. Fantastic. Battler Britain, not so good. Uh, Captain America recently. I just read those first two trades that Connor gave Josh for Christmas, <laughs> and they were awesome. They kicked my ass. Definitely, yeah. they were really good. So Garth has a lot of good ones. He did. He did the Fury miniseries, which I liked. I mm-hmm. Sergeant Rock. I read that. It was, was that a, good? Not very no. good. Some of the, what about Punisher Born? Frank Castle was in Vietnam. Were those any good? Uh, they were okay. Garth Ennis likes the war comics. Garth Ennis has, has a hard But the, the, the war too. stories, trade paperbacks, those are there great. Yeah, and they're, they're done by, like, Dave Gibbons is the artist nice. on one. David Lloyd from Viva Vendetta is the artist cool. on another one. Chris that. Weston. Like, yeah, it's good fantastic. stuff. Fantastic. They're all the 2008 AD artists. And they're all based cool. on real events. Cool. So good. So his uh, first question, though, is who wins in a fight, the creative team at Marvel versus the creative team at DC. Why do we always have to put people fighting? Because people love to pit Marvel versus DC, and for some reason, people's—not self-worth, but their comic worth—is pitted on whose company is the best. Right. Here's what I'm saying now, just because I'm going to play along with it. Okay, fine. But having said that, Greg Rucka kills everybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. That was my first thought. But the the dark horse on the other side is Shady Ed Brubaker. Yes, you yeah. Don't know about him. Ed Brubaker sneak up on you and shiv you. But <laughs> That's what I'm as saying. As we saw in San Diego. Gar- Grant Morrison's angry. Yeah, if you if you if you can turn on Grant Morrison, there's no turning him off. No, and he's pretty much the only one who's in shape. Yeah, at all, true, yeah. out of all those guys. And, and I think Greg Rucka has the uh, the the fury of a thousand men within him. <laughs> I think. Yeah, so, um, you know, he's packing somewhere in his body. And and you don't. I mean, <laughs> and we don't want to even touch upon the Dio versus Kisada thing. Did well, you did it. That totally was not fake. No, I can't say it. But we don't want to touch upon any ugliness between those two guys. But. So, thank you, Six Gun. And our next email is uh, another one. This is Daryl stalking through the streets of New York with rage over your pick of the week. How can you pick Thunderbolts? Written by Ellis, who just took the concept of Suicide Squad from D.C., 
and just use that. Not even original. Over JSA number two. That title is great. That book, I don't care about the ending. You don't have to know continuity to enjoy the whole book. It's better written, better characters, and a better overall story. How could you? I'm out. <laughs> it's like we killed his cat. It's like, it's like we hurt him. You know what happened there, though? What? For the first time, he made a cogent argument. Oh, he's right. Yeah, he's no, a, what, what I mean no, is he's, right. he's, he's yeah. come in before a billion times and said, your it's thing is stupid. Right. Mine is good. And that's the most I've gotten out of him. Yeah, now he's, that was a good thought. He makes a good point. Yeah. He is, he, you know what? I didn't even think about it. He's not wrong. Thunderbolts is ripping off the Suicide Squad. There you go. Wow, Daryl. Jeez, fantastic. And what else did he say? Oh, JSA is good. Yeah, you don't need to know continuity. You don't really need to. You don't need no. to. Yeah, I mean, that's the, we're getting too tied up by the time, you know. I, although I couldn't tell you what the JSA story is right now. Well, I couldn't right. either. Yeah. Well, so. but, but, but it's not been, it hasn't been told yet. So we'll find out. Stay That's tuned. So bad. But Daryl, in this uh, instance, is correct. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so, so our next voicemail um, is <laughs> just play it. <laughs> hey, fanboys! This is Jimski, stalking the streets of St. Louis, which are apparently about to be covered in another foot of power line destroying ice. So, before the phone lines go down, I thought I'd give you a call and ask you a question. I was rereading the thread on your wonderful message board about uh, the Joe Quesada Christmas song that devolved into another discussion of Civil War's lateness and its repercussions, and it got me to thinking, do you think that Mark Miller and or Steve McNiven will, after this, be the golden boys that they were, say, back in May? Like, I'm, I'm looking at what they're doing to basically all of the continuity of all the books I read right now and how long it's taking them to... Do it, and I'm wondering, like, the next time a big high-profile project comes along, will they go, hmm, well, we should give this to Mark Miller. Oh, no, wait, we really shouldn't because we want our grandchildren to live to see it one day. Uh, And I'm wondering if that's just me, or do you think, do you predict, as I do, that the industry sees it that way? Just random musing for the afternoon, or I guess evening now. By the way, I almost placed this call in character as Black Bolt, shouting at the top of my lungs, but at the last minute, cooler heads prevailed. So thank your lucky stars. Keep up the good work. I'll talk to you later. Um, Black Bolt. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll explode I, my I, ear. I don't think that the phone line can take it. No, I don't think it would blow out the whole phone lines in the he country. He would probably destroy the internet. <laughs> like you uh, would go to like, oh, I've got email. It's the voicemail. Let's see what... <gasps> now the last you knew. So, um, um, so will Miller and McNiven be um, hurt by their late? Well, a Miller didn't have the best reputation going in. Yeah, he, he's I already. Mean, in fact, in fact, I don't believe Miller. This isn't his fault. Well, we don't know we don't really what. Right, but yeah. but for the most part, when it he screwed like up, McNiven's. and then he screwed up. When he was been slow and stuff before, he's copped to it. He was really yeah. sick for a long time, yeah. which seems to happen to like when Kurt Busiek. Just Warren stopped Ellis working. Yeah, and, I mean, people get sick. Apparently, comic book writers are sickly. Yeah. They're also often obese. I think that be <laughs> nice. Miller's not obese. No, he's is. not. Um, I think it's possible that McNiven will have the stink of this. Tashed him like Pitch has 
forever going to have the stink of the Ultimates attached to him. But his question, though, is that it's going to affect their future work. And I, they'll and I think, still get well, work, no, the thing but is the fan reaction will be... The fan reaction, will people will point it out, but the companies will keep hiring them. Oh, no, totally. You I know think what so. No, because the, because the companies are embracing I mean, they, they want the buzz, they want the hotness, and they, they honestly, I don't think the companies care about the latest. I think they care to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but I don't think, I mean, they, they apparently have no qualms. They don't care if people still buy the books. Exactly. Because they'll still sell the trade paper eventually. Exactly, and honestly, the lateness honest, builds up a little, I mean, they say that it's hurting sales and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it also builds up a little bit of the fervor. I mean, it's a know, little like, buzz. Yeah, absence it's makes true. the heart go yonder, and the more, the, you know, fonder, or whatever. Although, yonder. what's Frank Wiley working on right now? Yeah, Seriously, I mean. Uh, although I, I've always said something about Quietly's never really, not, never really got me. He was never that all star Superman. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But yeah. like you know, like I, I've been, I've been sour on him ever since the whole X Men debacle. But yeah. I think they'll always be there in terms of the fan community. Will always. The thing is, they, they do when it comes in. Yeah. They do good work, and, and the and companies will give them business. They will give them work because people will buy them. Exactly. So. So. So yeah, Jimsky. So um, all right, we got one more voicemail, and I honestly can't believe that we do. Hello, this is Daryl driving through the streets of New York. And I just want to say that I'm looking forward to the upcoming episode of Smallville called Justice. That's all I have to say. And Warren Ellis is overrated. And Jim Lee angers me so you can keep up with the short jokes till he gets himself together. Puts out comics on a regular basis. And Civil War number six was crap. Love the show. Later. <laughs> I can't believe we played three voicemails from Daryl in one we're, week. We're not going yeah. to do. We're not going to do that again. Let's clarify, Daryl. You made us laugh a lot, and this was great. But one, if it's not more. <laughs> hey, Brian. There's somebody else that doesn't like Civil War. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know my favorite part. Love the show. <laughs> I love how halfway through the voicemail he goes, "That's all I have to say," and then he goes into the three more points. <laughs> and he was driving this time, and I think he started to laugh a little when he said he was driving through the streets of New York. <laughs> he doesn't laugh. Oh, maybe Darryl. he was on the bus. I heart Daryl. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> what, what kind of points did he make? We're allowed to make fun of Jim Lee still until he gets his act together and puts out comics. Because previously, basis. we've been told not to make fun of. Right, of, he's yeah. turned around on Jim Lee. He has it. Jim Lee's ruined comics and changed Daryl's mind. There's yeah. a guy whose career would be ruined if he hadn't made a small fortune unto himself. He's got fuck you money. With a big... Right, yes, yeah, he does. Yeah, exactly. And the sad thing is, is that, I mean, I'm not going to buy All-Star Batman and Superman, but I'll buy Wildcats number two. I have fuck you money, but it's usually me yelling, fuck you to my wallet. <laughs> or when you look at your yes. bank account. It's funny, I don't have fuck you money, but my bank account... Fuck me money. My bank account fuck me. fucks me. <laughs> Very thin All line. the other point he made was he's looking forward to the Justice League episode of Smallville, so which, are we. which Ron and I are... With bated well. breath. Yeah. I don't know what that means. It means you don't have any breath. You're, oh, okay. you're holding it in because you're The excited. breath is like bait. So like really bad breath? Or bait, like yeah. fish? Like, like chum breath? <laughs> That's gotta come from this shit. So, um, <laughs> Why don't you come down here and chum some of this shit? <laughs> and, then right, the sh- and then the shark pops up, and Brody does the best take ever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, so, she goes, Chief. Let's so, go watch that. Yeah, we should. Oh. So, um, so anyway, so if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, and you're gonna do <laughs> Spanish ladies. Okay, if you're not Daryl and you want to leave us a voicemail, call one eight 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 fanboys at three. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Not that we don't love you, Daryl. Um, Clearly, and you, can, you can leave us a voicemail. Someone now. likes the attention, by the way. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can email us at contact that I fanboy. 
You can head over to the Frapper map at frapper.com, F-R-A-P-P-R. Which is well com. into the 600s. F-R-A-P-P-R.com slash iFanboy. And uh, put your pin in there, tell us where you are, say hello. Yes. Uh, you could go to myspace.com slash iFanboy or comicspace.com slash iFanboy and be our friend. And now we've also got our, our own personal pages up so, on MySpace, so, so you be, can be our, fr- be our, our friends. friends. Exactly, yeah, we're right at the, our top friends, and you could be our friends, and it's nice. I like confusing my friends who aren't into comics. They yeah. know, who are all these people you're friends <laughs> with? <laughs> so also, if you like the show, head over to podcastalley.com or iTunes or whatever, and leave a review or vote for us or do whatever you can at the various spots where you listen to podcasts and let people know about us. And if you like the show and you feel like you want to donate some cash, you can go to uh, ifanboy.com slash donations or click on the donations box on the website and use PayPal or whatever. And finally, for those of you who stuck around to the end of the show, we got a little something special. Some of you get to that point as soon as you're a frapper, you shut it off. Yeah, exactly. But for those of you who are still with us, um, stay tuned to ifanboy.com on this coming Wednesday. Uh, We've been teasing stuff's coming for you, and and we're finally going to deliver. Stuff is coming on Wednesday. We're not going to say what. Way to be ambiguous. Yes. And partially it's the reason why we're tired and giddy today. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and it's coming, and it will keep coming. Exactly, which is even awesome. We'll talk more about it next week's show. So until then, I'm Ron. I am Spartacus. <laughs> no, you're not. You're Connor. I'm Connor. Straight ahead, Chief. Where do you go? <laughs> and you're Josh. Was, I'm Quint. <laughs> no, I know you want to be, but I you're not. I do want to <laughs> be Quint. He dresses up like him. It's scary. Oh. <laughs> you need to grow a beard. Uh. I'm trying. It itches like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the way to go. <laughs> bum, bum, I'm tired and I want to go to bed. <laughs> and I had a little drink about it. <laughs> That was the shark ramming into the boat. That was great. Very good. good night, ladies. So put your hands in the air. But whatever mark you just don't care. It's on a whim. It's on a dare. Just drive away when we can't care. We're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back. Going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back.